0: So this is Mission Hill Don't get excited It doesn't have anything you would like Well, it looks very colorful Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to another Talking Simpsons interview I am one of your hosts, Bob Blingblong Blong Mackey And who is here with me today? Henry Gilbert living that bohemian lifestyle of bugles and today we are talking to one of the, I guess, unofficial creators of Mission Hill, Lauren McMullen, the supervising director of Mission Hill. And she has touched so many of the animated series that we have loved and even covered on the Talking Simpsons Network.
1: Yeah, it was so cool to get in touch with uh, Lauren McMullen to chat about her, her work on all these series. Like, If you guys listen to our first episode of Mission Hill that we put on the free feed, the rest of the miniseries is behind the, the Patreon paywall. But if you listen to that, you know that Lauren McMullen is a you know, incredibly talented animator and artist. She was designer of the show. Bill Oakley said he he considers her a co-creator of the show along with him and Josh. After speaking with her in this interview, there's so much of her spirit in the show, I I definitely feel. Yeah, we talk
0: about, of course, her work on Mission Hill and The Simpsons and King of the Hill and The Critic and The Simpsons movie and her entire career. It's a Mm -hmm. career-spanning interview.
1: Yeah, even, uh, you know, if you're an Avatar fan or a fan of uh, her Disney Mickey Mouse shorts she did or her other disney work we chat about that too and we we learned some fun secrets about the creating of mission hill as well yes. so And you know, this is hardly our first interview on Talking Simpsons. That is
0: true. Uh, We have only just started putting these on the free feed a week after we put them on the Patreon. So if you're on the free feed and listening to this, if you go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons and sign up at the $5 level, you'll have access to, I think, between 18 or 19 uh, different interviews. over 20. Over 20, 20, yeah. With so many people we've talked to over the years, so many Simpsons people and King of the Hill people and critic people. It's a vast swath of creative talent in television
1: yeah yeah so you will learn so much from like the people both animation side and the writing side on Simpsons there and so I think you should definitely check it out and I guess uh, without oh and I mean if you like hearing all this stuff about Mission Hill we're going through the entire series of Mission Hill as our Patreon exclusive mini series right now so if you sign up every Friday you'll get a new episode of Mission Hill and the entire back catalog of the previous Patreon exclusive limited series we did talking critic talking Futurama talking king of the hill tons of cool stuff you will get to hear if you sign up at patreon.com slash talking simpsons
0: so thanks again for supporting us and listening and we'll let you get to our awesome interview with lauren McMullen.
1: wanted to start with a question about like where you got started as an artist. I, I believe you uh, were a member of the Harvard Lampoon, were you not?
2: I was. I was. I was actually the second female president wow. after Lisa Simpson. And uh, it was a really hard act to follow because the, the the person before me was Conan.
1: Wow.
2: So everyone was like looking for me to be like, why isn't she more funny you know <laughs> let just we'll just we're gonna make make that thing we're gonna do that thing and I was very you know basically sort of like a straight shooter as opposed to like this guy is gonna make you laugh every day that you see him
1: That's a very hard act to follow yeah Wow. <laughs> I know. So were you on the staff with a bunch of you know the of the other future Simpsons writers uh, at the time
2: very, very, very yeah. Yes, and they always used to do summer parodies as well. Those were always really, really fun. One was the Forbes uh, Lampoon parody at one point. That was pretty <laughs> good. Like a takeoff on Forbes, which I don't even know if Forbes is still there. But yeah, there, there are actually jokes about Trump in here.
1: Ooh. Oh, nice. That's
2: the... Yeah. He was always a good target. At, yeah, I he was a silly, silly man then and now.
0: <laughs> Were you uh, writing and uh, doing comedy stuff with your future co-workers Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein at your time there?
2: Uh, cool. Definitely. That did some summer parodies, too, because Josh was not at Harvard. He was at Brown, I think. No, that's not right.
0: Uh, Stanford, uh, I think. We were shocked to yeah. find out he wasn't a Harvard guy when we interviewed him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, they were very good friends fr- from a long time ago, and they still are. So
0: Very nice. Oh, so we uh, have done some research on your career, and we found that you were part of a advertising firm called Olive Jar, and I know they made a lot yes. of the ads that we watched growing up on MTV and Nickelodeon. Uh, can you name anything you oh, worked on?
2: Uh, the first one I did, I had done a lot of um, earlier things with, my, uh, with somebody from Harvard who was Susan Pitt. She was my uh, mentor. There and so I worked for her for very little money uh, for a different uh, but whole bunch of things and then at one point I'm like I all I have to eat are potatoes (laughs) (laughs) and so I I looked around and olive jar was right there so at that time they were all clay basically you know and they didn't do anything you know on paper or anything like that but they were looking for somebody to do that type of thing because none of them they could like build these great armatures and all this stuff so the first thing I did for them was doppy the Stoplight. From, mm-hmm. It was a food thing. It was telling you the new, what was it? It was Stoppy the Stoplight that would bounce in. And that was the part that I did. And it would always say special savings all the way through. And it ran forever. And so whenever I was just like listening to the television or whatever, I could hear like, I boing it, a boing it, a boing and a boing, and I'm like, oh no, they're playing it again. You know, it was like that something that stuck in your head forever. Maybe so, you can find it. I don't know.
0: I might be on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so you were working in yeah. uh, stop motion animation before traditional animation.
2: No, I just did two uh, D stuff, but I did do things that were. I used to lo- love to do things where it was two D and three D, or or all of these where they the two can come together. So basically, sometimes at Olive Jar, even when I was on the West Coast, I would take a piece of whatever I was working on and say, hey, well, why don't I just go back to Olive Jar and do this for you? In The Critic, they had, we did a...
1: Oh, the Nightmare Before Christmas parody? Yeah! uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) So I went back to Olive Jar to do that, and it was really great. So all of the walls were made of matzah bread, (laughs) and the snow was Sugar and uh, it was really fun. We we didn't do a really great job of it because it was the armature was very tall and thin. As you remember, that uh, back guy was like that, so it, just, it didn't look super great. But it was funny.
0: Yeah, it's only 15 seconds, but it's an amazing, unexpected segment to see yeah. in the critic.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was nice. The the critic uh, main artist drew it all for me, and then then we uh, it was. It was really fun. We could we could ship the the rest of it right, and then take our time doing that little piece. Mm.
1: Yeah, that uh, that section it seems so you know challenging to do uh, this Hanukkah Town parody of this major feature film stop motion. You then have to imitate it, you know, on a TV budget and time frame, and that that's, uh, yeah. seemed t- challenging.
2: Well, it seemed like if you did it. 2d people would maybe not quite get it you mm. know like to see that is like
1: and uh was the was the critic your first work in you know uh televised animation like i guess in a uh, the half hour format i should say
2: that was definitely the first of the half hour things. the only other thing before that was you know mtv kind of ruled at that point especially on the east coast and they had a a contest for world problems, world solutions, like a storyboard contest. And you had to do it in 10, you had to go in a very short amount of time. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, that's the amount of time to to fix the world's problems. (laughs) And so I sent one in and it was, I like the old tiny rubber hose stuff as you could probably guess. Mm -hmm. And so I did something where it it was 2D drawn. In the back, it was 3D. It was built, right?
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: so it's like all these little animals running around and there's like little... Droplets of oil and machinery and stuff like that, all kind of like going to the beat, you know, like those old timey things. Basically, one cow gets out of its car and says, "Get out of your car!" <laughs> and then everybody gets of their car and they hop around, and, and then it gets the air gets clear. <laughs> so, but uh, I actually won that. It was great because I was way over budget, <laughs> and I would have been in real trouble if had I not.
0: We recently uh, did a. <laughs> A podcast series about the entire run of the critic all 23 episodes and uh we just remember uh, it from our from our youth and watching it again it's just such a beautiful show uh, with so many animated flourishes uh what was your experience yeah. with that show did it have a higher budget did you have more time it's just such a gorgeous show
2: i think it was because the the designer was from disney mm. and he did a really lovely job um i came well, because of the critic. Because there was the Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. And then people who had learned how to do the Simpsons. And so they were doing this new thing and there weren't enough people who knew how to do any of that stuff. And so under other circumstances they would never have hired hired me like i i talked to rich moore and i had to say like you know i really i'm like a feral animator (laughs) Uh, i don't know how i don't know what these things are you know like if i did a little thing i made a little track of two two three repeats you know or whatever and to my surprise everybody had already figured all of that out very easily <laughs> you know to tell to tell him that like okay you're gonna have to teach me a lot of stuff of how this works you know so uh it was a, it was kind of a it was a little bit a tough of a, a thing because people were they there weren't enough people to really staff uh quickly of course no there was the earthquake oh well, right. Oh, yeah. Northridge. Uh, the Northridge yeah earthquake Towards, toward the very end of the show being done the, the building that we were all in uh we were on the fourth floor and had it Happened during the day, people would have died wow. on that floor. Wow! Because a lot of air conditioners went through the roof and like hit people's desks and stuff. <laughs> it is crazy.
1: Uh, and that was the the first time you worked with Richmore, right? You've you've worked with him yeah. quite a lot since since then. Yeah,
2: definitely. Definitely off and on and and, and he's, he's a wonderful place. He, he's a really wonderful person to work with uh, did, always funny <laughs> yeah
1: did uh, did you learn a lot did you didn't use later as a supervising director yourself?
2: yeah definitely definitely. I can never really match his bravado r- and his way of bringing everybody in or at least making them laugh you <laughs> know it's a rare art actually. <laughs>
0: I did want to ask in the in the second season of the critic, there was sort of a, a visual reboot of the series, and that all of the characters were redesigned to make them look uh, cuter and more appealing. Did you have a preference, uh, and what was your take on that when it happened behind the scenes?
2: Oh, huh. I don't remember that that well. Hmm. I do realize, I do think that the it wasn't particularly beloved by the people who were watching it. <laughs> I mean, my grandmother was hate it, hate it, oh. it. So she was like, she was like, "Oh, that Jay Sherman, he's disgusting."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it was a very interesting mix of styles because I believe you mentioned one of the Disney guys who created the characters or the designs was David Cutler, but uh, yes, David yes. David Silverman designed Jay, and then Everett Peck did some design. So it was a mix of very different styles, sort of uh, clashing together. A very visually interesting show, not always like a pretty show with like attractive characters.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I was there for the second round.
1: Oh, well, you uh, you directed on the Siskel and Ebert episode, uh, correct? Oh
2: yeah, oh definitely. We were we were all scrambling to get that one, <laughs> really, because that's the funniest thing that that is with the critics, you know. It's mm. like it's it was like the ones like oh we come on and that sounds like a really a lot of uh, fun, you know. And like oh yeah, you can have like the the booze in those tiny little airplane bottles, you know, and they. <laughs> And they have a fight with those little broken little bottles.
1: <laughs> now I noticed your episodes, like especially in the Cisco and Ebert ones, they have these like great giant musical numbers, and also like these huge fight scenes too. Like and even like a giant blue whale fall- falling out of the sky. Like there's
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you had
1: su- such fantastic like imagery in yours. Uh, did you got? Did you feel you and your team were particularly good at that stuff?
2: I like things to be interesting, you know, like if you're, you know, it's like, okay, if you're on an airplane, yeah, there's the, what do you, what do you have around? You have those little bottles, you know, (laughs) and that was very action heavy, which was, which was also pretty lovely.
0: So how soon after The Critic did you transition to King of the Hill, and what was it like to work on a much more restrained show?
2: I learned a, a whole lot from Wes. He was really, he was really lovely to, to work with in a whole different way than, say, Rick. Um, he would just sort of go very softly and and sort of come into your office and say, like, this one thing, you know, like, maybe you could just do this, and then he would sort of drift away. <laughs> 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 and, and sometimes you'd be like, but he never really said, like, oh, man, that was fantastic. The most that he ever did was he came into my office and he put – down this little roll of paper and then he left or maybe he left what when i wasn't there <laughs> and i unrolled this tiny little thing of paper and in the middle of it it said he had written good job
1: uh-huh. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's very sweet <laughs> that's uh because uh- i think
2: i, I think <laughs> i like i i wanted somebody to say hey this, this episode was really good <laughs> and uh, and so that was his way of very quietly saying good job so
0: Wes is like Hank Hill. He's a he's a Texan man. Doesn't like to show his emotions. <laughs> Quiet
2: Texan. Sure,
1: sure. Uh, yeah, on, on King of the Hill, you directed uh, the third season premiere, which was like part two of a two parter where the Megalomart explodes like that. I mean, that's a big responsibility. The uh, the the big premiere like that was was that a particular challenge?
2: Oh, I loved that one. I thought that was really great. because like something something really, really happened. you know mm-hmm. what I remember best this sort of joke, I think it might be the is it the what is it the one where they have the funeral? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other one that I went back to Olive Jar to do, or I did it with another person. It's the one where, like, there's it looks like a Chinese painting.
0: Oh right, yes, Khan is telling this parable about oh, a strawberry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
2: I, I yeah, and a and a good friend of mine. We did it all ourselves, so just so it seemed, you know, if you're going to tell a long story, you don't want to just see everybody standing there, you know. At this grave site, so it seemed like a good idea to do. Where oh. you, you're getting sort of more uh, out of the art of it. Um, the other part of the other part of it that I really liked is who is the young girl? A Luann. Okay, is it uh, the later one where she shaves her head?
3: Oh yes. Yeah,
0: Oh, I think her hair burns off it's- in your episode. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, and she's very sad about her boyfriend. And my favorite shot was having she's she's starting to say something about Buckley, and she she has to do it with these puppets, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and and you don't see the puppet until he sort of slowly comes into frame, <laughs> and it's hilarious. I I always thought that was. Really funny to see that it's a very dark episode. But when you have something that's out of the ordinary, or or what you would see might think is depressing, or very different from other things, it gives you a lot of room to do things because you you can go from one emotion to another, mm. and and those kinds of types of scripts are always always great. Mm. Yeah, like some of the oh oh the oh the um the Simpsons episodes always had. Something where the best ones always seem to be where you've got a one character who's very very different from the other one. Those are all really great. Like the one that I did that I loved so much was with the littlest kid and the the most repugnant. Oh yeah.
0: yes, uh, was yeah. that Mo Baby Blues on The Simpsons?
2: Yes, that was <laughs> my absolute favorite.
0: It was that, so great. That's a beloved episode. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. It, um, from the very beginning, when I read it, I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I, we're going to set this up in, in the baby's room so that it can dissolve to the mobsters. <laughs> You've got the most repugnant man and the sweetest little girl, and she likes him anyway. I mean that—that's pretty great.
1: Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember when um, Bill and Josh approached you with their idea for the show that would become Mission Hill?
2: Uh, it was pretty much was. I think it was after the one little bit of working for Wes. You know, we all knew each other very well. I was at work, working at home. I did all the designs, and it took quite a while. Because I'm not a very natural person to do all of that stuff, but we were all kind of uh, basing the main character about someone we know knew from college. Oh, uh, okay. Oh.
0: <laughs> we want names. <laughs> no, no. no, kidding.
2: Well, just basically. I don't know if you say this, but he he's he was not actually a slacker.
3: Hmm, you hmm. know,
2: like the main character. He did when the. The towers fell. He, he, uh, in New York, when the tower fell, he slept through it.
0: <laughs> that does wow. sound like an Andy French kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
3: On Mission Hill. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And he was very close to where it happened.
3: Wow. Like
2: almost like anybody would be like, how could you have just slept through it? <laughs> <laughs> And all three of us really loved that guy. So
1: mm-hmm. I've heard Bill uh, Oakley mention you as like a, a co-creator of the show. So I was curious, like how long, how long did it take to really nail down the artistic style? I, I heard you mention you love like, you know, the rubber hose kind of characters. And I totally feel that in, in the style of Mission Hill.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, I like to, there is a lot of, in Mission Hill, there are a lot of places where, you know, somebody's doing something with, posture or like if they're being electrocuted like part of them are wiggling and not and you know they can stretch and sway or have a particular dance style which is always fun i mean like when you're that age you're like that guy dances crazy i guess i would say people were on the fence about a couple things and one is the the vibrant colors
1: (laughs) They really stand out. I, I love the color yeah, they palette. Do, of it.
2: They still look good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other things that people said that were somewhat negative was the sort of round ball around their booty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was an easy way. It was it, having that ball in there was an easy way to not have to have something that's very very hard to do Hmm. for different people
0: well unfortunately most of the show wasn't really seen on the wb and two years later it would get a new audience on uh, adult (laughs) swim the programming block uh did that surprise you to just uh, two years later suddenly people are watching the show you worked on
2: yes very nice but kind of bittersweet because we were just getting going i mean we had a couple of there were a couple of things that were in the works or like almost done that nobody ever saw you know they had like we had a road trip one mm-hmm. and it's so good it's really great uh i i am looking at the board of Ooh. it right now
1: oh nice amazing wow yeah. and uh, you you kept all that stuff uh handy eh
2: no i i only have bits and pieces you know i've mm. got a lot of stickers i can send you some stickers if you want Ooh. <laughs> oh we'll take stickers sure, yeah we'll give you our address sure. off the air yeah uh,
0: uh,
3: i'll give Stuff, yeah. <laughs> awesome
0: thank you i also wanted to ask you lauren that uh, mission hill was one of the last traditionally sell animated shows right and what was it like to be at the end of that era and do you miss it or are you just you know way into the the you know tools you have with digital animation
2: well there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff that people are doing now that you couldn't do that other way but i love ink and i love you know paper and i like flipping through things, it's the easiest way for me to go from one thing to another. And I love cells. I love the way cells look uh, when they're the colors are painted on the back. You know, it's kind of slippery and <laughs> delightful.
3: Yeah,
0: as a, as a viewer, it's just fun to see uh, watching Mission Hill, watching uh, seeing the texture of the paint and the shadow of the cell on top of the background. I miss all of those touches of the human element of the mm. animation process.
2: Right, right. Yes, and, and another thing that kind of got lost with Mission Hill was the music the uh, mm-hmm. WB just said we couldn't use this 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 and this and 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 it it wasn't as cool as the music that we picked out or I picked out a lot of them uh, like what I was listening to at the time you know because I thought it was cool
1: <laughs> we were just re-watching it and, and looking up what the you know music was in it and like I don't think I in 1999, saw any show that used pavement for uh, for example?
2: <laughs> right, I think they had uh, uh, burning flies was one of my favorite. Yeah,
1: hmm. yeah, that's, yeah
2: that that's
1: the great one. That's over the um, the first the the uh, Andy's first walk through the, uh, that's the right. Mission Hill. That glorious pan.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, because it was uh, basically paper in my loft at that time, I did that whole long piece. Oh, wow. You know, wow. And the dog kept stepping on it. You know, it literally was how much far? It, it was very, very long. It, it went from <laughs> A to ZZ or something like that.
1: I had heard that the uh, the loft in the show was, was based on an apartment you had you had lived in at one time. Is is that true?
2: Well, not really. But I think Bill and Josh thought I was cool because it wasn't <laughs> a dance. I think they thought I was a little bit, Cool because I lived in a dangerous area in a in a where, in a warehouse. So
1: it's mm, pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and then actually, actually, when I was in that place, I found a dog that looked a lot like Stogie. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he sweet. was a great, but I didn't get him until after after the show was done. Hmm. Uh,
1: also, I, I love the designs of just all the residents of Mission Hill, like these just, you know, background characters that have, like, tell such a story. Like, uh, you must have put a, you and your team must have put a lot of work into just designing the specific residents of, of the city.
2: Sure. Sure. We had so much fun. I mean, what was the one Republican vampire? Yes. He was yeah. great. It's a great design. He was Not that you would really see somebody like that, I think, but he was pretty good. Yeah, we would, we would kind of look around and say like, what kind of person would be this, would, you know, could this be? And sometimes like they would have later on, they might have a little thing that they might say or something like that. Like we went, we designed like, things on the walls and billboards um bill and josh did most of them we 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 kept going back and forth and saying how about this how about this how about this (laughs) and the one the best one that i contributed i think was hard a port to freshness (laughs) (laughs) it was a cola i think i believe That it was boat cola yeah that's right a, a sailor i believe that was the one that i said hey can we do this? And they're like, hmm, that's okay. We'll use that.
0: <laughs> Are there any other little touches in Mission Hill that you think have uh, mostly gone unnoticed that you contributed to
2: the show? Well, I guess I guess a lot of the animation sort of came from me. And the w- the way it works, you know, it, it can be up or down or this happens, or but you're not having people moving all the time. It's very, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, there's a crispness hmm. to it. at its best.
1: i uh i some of the little touches i love are like the the kind of fleachery like the dotted lines on eyes or the oh uh, yeah
2: yeah. the cloud
1: fights yeah Yeah, the cloud fights so funny Mm
2: -hmm. yeah definitely that had a lovely because it's like it it makes you it makes you remember that it's ink and you know
1: yeah i love seeing those moments for such a show with uh that's so grounded in like this you know slacker lifestyle that then all of a sudden a character's face just turns bright red or steam shoots out of their ears like it's 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 so fun
2: right and and it sort of helped you realize that this uh comedy and but it's also it's not real life (laughs) and and somebody drew it we drew it and so it looks like somebody drew it. And it sort of lives in a world of paper.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the, everybody's favorite Mission Hill, I think, or one of people's favorites is the <laughs> the second unemployment episode, which that's mm. such a great one. like, perfect observation was, like, to be uh, a certain type of unemployed. And and that uh, was directed by Michael Martino and I believe the AD yeah. on it was Brian Konitzko, right?
2: Yeah, they did a whole bunch. And, yeah, they did some great episodes
1: did did you see the potential in their future of, of going on to be the the creators of such a popular thing as as avatar the last airbender
2: i think maybe they saw this show as like we like mystery we like uh, a whole different world you know and it was pretty amazing that they got that they went to the the place at where did they where did they where did they go to um I, I actually worked on it as well but that they pitched it and somebody said okay and <laughs> then they and and they basically cuz no one was really looking for something like that i think and and they really made a great choice to go overseas to get the people to say this is how we draw it and mm-hmm. then we all tried to draw it draw like those guys cuz they were really beautiful.
1: Yeah, this is skipping ahead a little, but yeah, you you've directed many episodes of of The Last Airbender. It, what it was it a big transition to go from, you know, working on all that the the sitcom uh stuff for adults to then work on this, you know, all ages action show was was that uh was that an interesting transition?
2: For me it was a bit difficult just because everybody could draw so well. <laughs> uh, really well. And but, you know, it with any type of animation You want the dark and the light, and that is a good example of, you know, somebody can die in Avatar, Mm. but then there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of humor in that. I actually directed the first one, I believe, Mm. or whichever one they go to the the castle for the first time, Mm. and they're all together. And then I think it's the southern, maybe it's the second or third one, but they go to the southern temple Mm -hmm. and they're all together and they get the little guy the um little monkey guy one of the first ones that they did where they're all together for the first time Mm -hmm. and they're leaving and they're leaving Mm -hmm. and you and it's the last shot and i remember i remember thinking wait a minute wait a minute uh in any other show you'd have some some joke at the end Mm -hmm. or whatever and here they're just all together, they didn't quite get what they got. They don't know what they're, is. They don't know what they're going to do. And they look back, or Aang looks back, and, and they and they're aloft. The end of the episode is just them kind of on a downbeat, like mm. what is going to happen. And I remember that moment. Where I talk to them and I'm like, hey, you know what? We don't have to have like a button on this. This We have, you guys have the the power to have it be, this is really serious or this is really sad. And you don't really get that in a cartoon very well. Mm -hmm. Especially in Avatar, you've got a lot of dark and a a lot of light and both help the other work.
0: I think we're about to enter an avatar of the last Airbender Renaissance, because in a few weeks, as of this recording, it's all going to be on Netflix. And people yeah. are watching a lot of uh, TV these days, for obvious reasons. So I think we're going to see a lot more mm-hmm. conversations about that show uh, in May, for mm-hmm. sure.
2: Sure. There's a lot of, there's some people who've a- a- approached me about different things. And they're like, and and that's what they all say. They're like, oh, we want it for like kids and, and the people. And, you know, they're for the whole family and that kind of thing <laughs> because one thing about Avatar we didn't even know for a long time is that kids and their parents did watch them
3: mm.
2: together a lot of them which was kind of new thing a new thing really hmm for TV.
1: Uh so so after Mission Hill, uh you you moved pretty straight to the uh the Simpsons after that. How did it happen you going from the working on the show to the the movie like the Simpsons movie had been in the works for such a long time like when when did you join as as a sequence director on that?
2: Well, I knew I knew all those guys, you know, like Claudia and, and every all the rough draft guys mm. cuz they they did everybody so we were the one half of there was the regular Simpsons people and then the rough draft people and um, and I think we all kind of liked it to be uh what where we were um so we started out with like basically four directors two there and two here like me and rich and then it became like a free-for-all <laughs> of like you know because it just it took so long to do it was a very it was a very very difficult
0: uh, thing by the end based on interviews and uh, commentaries it sounds like there were just frequent changes to the story and lots of scenes were cut can you talk about anything that you personally worked on that was uh, you liked that was cut from the movie one. Oh cool! Oh boy! Well,
2: okay, I did a lot of stuff when they were in the snow. Basically, they all had run away, and I, and I got some really great moments in that, like where where she leaves and he's he's looking at uh, something on the TV and crying. It's a really great moment. <laughs> and if you look above the bed, I did the little painting on the top because it would be like so. Marge had a lot of time on her hands, and so she painted that. <laughs> which is weird cuz we're kind of in that world right now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lots of new hobbies yeah. are emerging.
2: Yeah, where she floats down on the ice floe Mm. very lovely. We had a, we had actual animators I- in-house, and mm. some of them were really good. And they had gone to, like, Disney or this kind of thing, and, and they put a lot of heart into a lot of things. So this one guy labored for a month uh, to do... It was a... When you're drilling into the Earth, you know, you've got those pylon things that yeah. go around and around, right? And it was powered by walruses.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> pumping around, right? Okay, so... It had a mission to go something, to go slowly in a circle. And these are like eight walruses, right?
1: Wow. <laughs> that's, right. That's okay. so complicated. So this
2: guy, this guy, he did a great job. And he finally finished it. And, and I went over to him and, or he said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, that's fantastic. And later in the afternoon, or perhaps the next day, we got we got reams of cuts. Right every day, and it was that it was the Walruses, and I'm like, oh my god! And so I got on the horn, and I'm like, please, can you just, can you just look at it? And and they didn't.
0: Oh, what a shame!
2: Oh, it would worked out fine without it, but Mm -hmm. it was was pretty beautiful.
0: It would have been a better movie with the Walruses, I I think.
2: I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, people, people might have been like god that was a downer you know they're just humping around in the circle <laughs> forever
1: was it interesting to change over from you know television to theatrical
2: it was interesting it was a lot it was it, it, there were really good things about it to see like stuff on a big screen is great to see that r- a ratio is fantastic you know i did have to take off and go dr- slowly driving a across the country when it was done. (laughs) And I couldn't watch watch it until like the middle of the country.
3: (laughs) Wow. And then I
2: drove home to my old, where my parents were. Yeah. Just to get it all out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fun road trip. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was great. It was great.
0: Lots of healing. (laughs) Uh, So what was it like to transition from 2D to 3D? Uh, You did that uh, very well in the short Get a Horse, which we love. (laughs) Okay.
2: You. The get a horse thing just sort of popped out of nowhere. I mean, it's again, you know, Rich and Jim as well. There was a little stint in there um, up north a little bit, but when we went to Disney, it was really an interesting time at Disney because there were a lot of people who had been there forever and ever and ever. And while we were working on Racket Ralph, which was a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, they were looking for something for something to do with Mickey, and they had no idea what they wanted. And I'm like, you know, the only Mickey I really like in any way, shape, or form is the really early one. I love that. You know, I love this stamp, I, you know, where well, he could, he wasn't fettered, mm-hmm. you know, with like, like, okay, this short's going to be about a little wind blowing around and I, <laughs> he can't rake, he can't rake it all.
3: You know?
2: <laughs> so it's, it's cause it seemed like the animators at Disney grew up with Mickey. And then, you know, what was an interesting thing to them for them is like, okay, that's, you know, in that, in the little whirlwind, you can see it's Burbank you know? Mm. And like the only thing that is bothering them is that one little leaf. I can't get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You get a horse goes back to like the classic of, you know, Pete kidnaps Minnie. And it's a, it's a, it's a battle between Mickey and Pete. It's great.
2: Yeah. I mean, that early Mickey is so interesting uh, because you've got, all you have black and white and ink. And what's really great is there isn't you are white, you are black, you are this. You're just a mouse. <laughs> and, you know, he's so vibrant. And so basically I I said I had one piece of art show them because everyone was showing what they were going to do. Mm. And I had really nothing. I had a big card that was black. And my whole thing was I, t- I took the black thing down. And then you see uh, Mickey uh, on a stage where... He's sticking out his foot through the, the thing, and you can see that he, he's pushed through the screen. And the weirdest thing happened, which I I don't think ever will ever happen again for me, but both the heads of Disney, after everyone had left, they called me in and said, we're going to do your thing. Wow. And then I had to tell them who I was. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea who I was.
1: At all. Well, after you got nominated for an Oscar, I think they they knew who you were then. <laughs> Hope so.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of bittersweet because because Frozen did really well, but and here's my little sad sack thing is that <laughs> one the o- Oscars. But if you look at all of the reviews at the end, they're like, "Oh yeah, and the Mickey short was better."
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you did mention being up north, like uh, me. Me and Bob, we live in the the Bay Area, so I, I guess you were up here doing uh, something at Pixar that, that ended up getting shelved, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was like watching a big tower go slowly down to earth. You know, <laughs> like falling yeah it was interesting it would have been a very hard movie to make but for me it, it i was just trying to do stuff in 3d and, and like draw on the draw more better <laughs> so, so that was that was help mm. yeah i mean it's very strange when something kind of crumbles you know it's like a it's like a sort of death that isn't a real death
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's rough. sorry yeah. to, sorry to bring up that memory yeah ending on a, on a sour <laughs> note sorry <laughs> Well, I well, yeah. uh, well, I did. You, you did mention wreck Ralph. I I love that movie and, yeah. and the sequel and in Zootopia. you 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 have credits on all uh, all of those. Like, well, what were some of your favorite jokes or things you added to uh, to those movies?
2: I'm sure there are some. I generally got kind of get some tentpole places where early on you we all decide because it's, it's not like TV where it's sort of like from A to Z uh, movies shift in a, in different ways as you're making them. Mm. You know, like it could been act one could have been fantastic and then you change act two and it actually changes act one, which is very weird. But I got to do a whole bunch of tentpole things where okay everybody's like okay we we are going to keep this race where she gets in her car and she gets to go racing or knowing that you're going to go to ebay (laughs) because everybody has to have to go to ebay you know (laughs) so they a lot of times very nicely they said hey figure this out (laughs) Um, it was really also great to have all the All the minds going with all of that, you know, like, like Rick and Jim Reardon Mm -hmm. and and Phil Johnson. Also, also so funny. All of these people.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask Jim Reardon. He's a Simpsons legend. And uh, you, you worked a lot with him, too, on the on those Disney projects.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He came back from up north with me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was great to see it was great to see them all together so yeah I think they I don't know how long they knew each other but I think it was all the way from CalArts you know? I, think, I think
1: so that oh yeah great.
2: and I think they're both together in uh, at uh Oh,
1: the Sony, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Hmm. Nice. Yes. Uh, so Lauren, we've reached
0: the end of our interview time. Uh, do you have anything that you're working on you can tease, or anything you might want to talk about that maybe people don't know uh, too much about something you've worked on?
2: Hmm. Well, I'm not really at the point where anything is really firmed up.
0: Okay. Mm. Um, so things are in the works.
2: <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll see.
0: Ooh, best <laughs> of My luck.
2: Dog, a long time. A long. He's never going to get over the fact that I've been home for quite some time. So. <laughs>
0: All of our pets are adjusting <laughs> right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So thanks again to uh, Lauren McMullen for her time. Unfortunately, she's not on Twitter, <laughs> but I'm sure there's some way you can thank her. Just shout out your window. Thank you, Lauren McMullen, every <laughs> say, night at 7 p.m.
1: Say to the world you think Lauren McMullen is great, uh, such an amazing artist. But yeah, it's so it's unfortunate she is like made the the correct choice for mental health to not to, be on Twitter to but, be unreachable.
0: <laughs> but we reached her.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, and we we super appreciate. It. She's so nice, so giving with her time. Like I'm so happy we chatted with her. So i hope you guys enjoy this and remember we have a ton more exclusive to patreon interviews we've done in the past and you should look forward to more cool interviews coming your way both on the patreon and a week later on the free feed
0: so thanks again for listening and we'll see you sometime soon for another talking simpsons interview see you then My friend Andy's a cartoonist. What do you think? Maybe the milk should be glowing pink, so it looks more like space juice to go with the space cookies. Space juice it is!